it, and we could call it bastard class. Bastard Ooh. class. And it's like, this is how you fucking hotwire a car. <laughs> these, the, these, these next ten lessons will will show you step by step. I don't know. <laughs> Tra- trademark, mm-hmm. trademark. If you just yell trademark, it's trademark. That's how the law works. Bastard That's a joke. Class. You email it to yourself, and then it's trademark. <laughs> you can prove it. I had a friend who <laughs> legitimately thought that if she just yelled, like, copyright, that it was somehow. And I was like, I'm sorry. I, I'm not an IP lawyer, but I did take some IP at, in law school. Yes. And that's, that's not how it works. Right. I love how I've brought together the lawyer and the re- know, reformed right? criminal together on the same show. It's just my, synergy. My it's synergy. Too, all uh, no, all uh, lawyers know each other like Arabs and black people. Oh, she said it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm Arab. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I never asked what you did. I thought it was something. No, it's okay. I, depending on how my hair is and what city I'm in, I get every. Depending on the guess humidity. Under the sun. For a second, I thought you were like Brazilian. Yeah, I get that. I see. Ow, I was Brazil. Yeah, okay. If I, if I'm in DC, I used to live in DC, so everyone was like, "Oh, you're half black, half white," and I'm like, "Sure." Okay. Depending on how my hair was. Yeah, yeah, Did did I get lost in my curls? No. Others, others. However, others there were no survivors. Have. That's right. <laughs> there have been a lot of, of curls. They a lot of casualties it. in these curls. Wow, she's swooping them up with the curls. <laughs> no, I meant dead bodies. Yeah. Dead they bodies. Con- they conceal a multitude. Hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, now a dating show. Oh my God, I, I feel like I made a connection here. Um, <laughs> And you can hide dead bodies in your curls. Oh my God, I think this is working out great. <laughs> we'll meditate on it after. We're going to meditate together. Like meditation hood um, and law legal advice app. Wow, it's app. a very diverse crowd here in the studio yeah. today at Muni Radio. Woo. Listeners, you're listening to funny people, including Will Brown, currently including me in their lives, Christy Bana and Guatemuc Silva, stand up comedians in the Bay Area. Oh, oh my God. Passerby just whistled at one of us. I don't know who. <laughs> I feel like I could be a good shock jock. Like, I agree. I, I want to go back in time and be like, all right, you're with Janice in the fuzz. Who? <laughs> 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 what's happening? <laughs> and then people could just be like, all right, now here's Smash Mouth. <laughs> Wait, have you ever took like, an improv class or an acting class? No, but I have a lot of lot of uh, trauma, and so I use it that's, as. <laughs> no, that's we were talking about trauma and Warner Brothers cartoons <laughs> combined. Yes. I can introduce you to someone who teaches improv, and they're well famous. In the All right. No, and I'm serious. I'm Let's serious. catch up offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get, say their contact info on the radio. No, Bats no. Improv. You should follow. Oh yeah, I know Bats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done it, but I go to Mason Fort Mason a lot because I live kind of around there. Okay. Not really that close, but I like to walk along Sh- the route. She a marina girl. I'm not. Come on. I live, yeah. Oh, God, I, I almost said where I live. Well, she's, she's like a chameleon. Pacific Heights. She, she can fit anywhere. It's true. That's been the something that I realize unless it's just a fully white room of like quiet it on a fully white room or a library a library i'm too loud to fit in at a library <laughs> like what in tarnation what in the visual ambiguity is going on here you just gave me a flashback to my middle school librarian she okay this is literally she she would she was like the most sarcastic and she was hilarious actually but she was just like 
she was one of those like um, school marmy like old ladies with glasses, and she would just sit behind her desk and like look. At, and I was one of the nerds that like was hiding from the people that were gonna beat me up by hanging out with my other nerd friends in the library. But we would want to hang out during lunch in the library okay. and like do our nerd stuff, Pro like tip. play D and D and stuff. And she would sit there and tell us that we couldn't talk. So she but then <laughs> one day. Did you mime D and D? That's no, amazing. no, no. We we were constantly getting kicked out of the library. Oh, okay. We were the bad boys of the library. Oh my God. In middle Everybody school, snap. we were selling Altoids. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's the thing. You can't eat in One the library day, either. Her, her name was Louise. I forget her last name because we just called her Wheezy. Oh, that's funny. Okay, this is the funniest thing that happened in middle school. So one day she had a sore throat. So she brought one of those Mr. Microphones and a speaker. <laughs> And she would, she was giving her snappy comments from behind it. She was like, "I see you playing Dungeons and Dragons." And there was like <laughs> that weird echo, like dragon, dragon. Yeah. Dragon. <laughs> and then somebody put up um, a sign under her speaker, which she couldn't see because she was behind the desk. that said W E Z E Weezy Radio. <laughs> we were like, oh, that's a, that is a great childhood memory. She got roasted <laughs> by middle schoolers. Boom! Boom. <laughs> In your face, Weezy. Oh, interesting because you and me are so different because when I was in middle school, my old hustle was selling <laughs> condoms, flavored condoms, what? bubble gum, and do-rags. What? And you're just playing Dungeon and Drags. Did you guys play for money or anything like that? Or? No. I don't know. We, oh, no. We did play. We graduated. When we got to high school, we got a little bit cooler and we started playing poker for like Ooh. beers and money and whatnot. I lost all my money. Oh, wow. I was not good at cards. I only play bones, or that's it, or chess. I'm not good. At <gasps> oh, I will play you in chess. Oh, I've been play. playing ever chess. since. I love chess. That's 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 a good that's a good game. That's I, a solid I like game. watching people in New York on the street play chess. Really? Yeah. I that's my dream. Like, okay, I played chess when to I was be on the streets up, in New York. To be on the I can I can arrange York. that for you to <laughs> just end up on the streets. I might I might <laughs> have already arranged it for myself soon. We'll do a road trip, and I'll just leave you. <laughs> Sorry, remember, continue. You remember in downtown in Powell Street, people used to play chess there? Do you remember that? Where? By uh, Powell, by the bar station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Powell. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Civic Center? Yeah, 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 the Civic Center. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We used to go down there and, like, bet. And me and my brother. You bet on chess? Oh, yeah, we'll bet. My youngest brother, he was, I was, like, 15, he was, like, 12. Mm -hmm. And we'll pay, we'll, like, make, like, $200 a day or whatever. Playing old dudes? Yeah, because wow. he's, he's a young kid. When you see a young Hustler. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see a young kid, whatever, youngster. And yeah, then we got the rep, like, That's oh, amazing. Yeah, oh, my goodness. It was so that's much fun. You guys could beat people old dudes I did. I, I sucked. I uh, sucked. But okay. him, he was, he's a genius. So, <laughs> nice. he, I'm serious. Wow. I love my brother. He's about to become a, a nurse. So, it's like, he's, nice. he's a smart guy. And Can you say male nurse? Because everyone nurse. calls me a female comedian. I don't know. No, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, it's a nurse. It's a nurse. Or like that guy Ian. He's a manny. Oh, is he? Yeah, like with Ian Levy. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hey, a job's a job, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Job's a job. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> I love male doctors as well. Really? Yeah. No, I just, I just wanted to take a profession that is typically attributed to men because people always say female pilot. Female doctor, yeah. female comedian, but right. it's fine. I mean, I you mean, can it, I can lean in when when necessary. I I, I agree with you, but it's hard to get out because you know where we're taught like oh woman nurse oh okay. right 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 yeah uh, female officer we don't say it. it's the cops because in our it's mind a we're like female officer yeah I know I know but it's, it's like hard. that one from Minnesota like, for me it's hard mm. for me to change right. like it, like I tell myself at least one percent try to get better right and I'm I grew up with old school people like you know like yeah. I'm not gonna say what my family. 
like they're very old school like you know the woman does this the man does that mm -hmm. and the funny part is my my grandmother was a construction worker wow yeah nice. she was like 411 small native 411 yeah, doing the jackhammer but strong right strong as shit right yeah. climbing up trees with Holy a machete shit. and even even to this day I'm like damn she was a construction worker I don't say female construction worker I just say construction worker <laughs> but sometimes it's just so hard and like you had that example. You in should your put life, that so on your dating profile. That. Like, yes. I don't, I don't see gender. <laughs> <laughs> I see a job that needs to get done. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Very open. Very open. Like, wink, I'll wink, pound wink. it out just like my grandma taught wink, me. Too. Oh, I can see why my grandfather stayed with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, She had Can't that. She had that move down. What? Oh my gosh, that laugh. <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> I'm sorry that was just the vibe I got from you Will yeah Mutiny doesn't have any commercials eh? I mean we could oh yeah do you guys have anything to plug Tamuk are you going up on the mic anytime soon besides what, what, what plugs do we need to put in before we alienate everybody think, let me check my in the next 20 right. minutes if you guys want to book me you can follow me on Instagram Temo T-E-M-O-C underscore Silva uh, my next shows are going to be let me double check, guys. I wish I had an agent. You want to be my agent? Good one. Uh, so I'll negotiate your contract, right? I, I, once you get signed to the big network. Bless, bless your heart. I, I want everybody to get signed. Me too. There's so much freaking talent. So many people are hilarious, and like you know, it's great when people get Netflix specials. Good for you, girl. But oh. I'm just waiting to see who blows up in the Bay Area next. Who's the next Ali Wong? We're sitting amongst them. I know who's going to be point. the next comic. Who's gonna Who do you think? Uh, this comedian. Don't this... say yourself. Okay, no, go ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, and that's enough for the puffery. We'll be right back. His name is Larry Dorsey Jr. Okay. Very funny comic. If you mention his name anywhere, don't. It, it, you I just follow him on Instagram. I just I was looking at his stuff a little bit earlier today. Yeah, he's hilarious. He does it all. He does acting, comedy, sketches. He writes. He's poet he's act he does it all he's a very funny person can he cook though you know what <laughs> no does he have a girlfriend no <laughs> so follow him ladies uh at larry dorsey jr <laughs> on instagram uh, oh yeah my next shows are gonna be on the 30th at the milk bar and then Woo! tiki heaven on may 15th <gasps> i love that place it's kind of a little bit further out of the way towards the ocean right. but it's so chill and fun and it's like a lot more space nice. than a lot of places and it's a nice place and my next show is going to be later today in the uh, grocery aisle at Safeway. I'm going to make a fucking scene. I'm going oh! to throw a goddamn tantrum and spill yes. over a lot of uh, produce. These avocados are all rotten. <laughs> That's why they're on sale two for $2. This is some bullshit, I'll do Safeway. a reverse Fozzie Bear. I'll throw tomatoes at everyone else and, th and tell jokes. <laughs> I love Fozzie it's Bear. It's going to be a He's super so alt comedy, like, gorilla <laughs> style, like, one-woman show, you guys. You heard it here first. Christy Bana <laughs> will be performing at the Diamond Heights Safeway. <laughs> That's where Ed Lee died, too. <laughs> That's where he died? Yeah. That's my neighborhood. I just moved up on that Diamond hill. Heights Safeway. Diamond Heights Safeway. Yeah, Diamond Heights oh Safeway. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, he kicked out from a heart attack? Yeah. Uh, Viagra pills. Or Ooh, okay. I know. I don't know. I don't know. Like. That's not substantiated, and we're gonna have to run this by um, legal. I don't know. Uh, trademark. <laughs> Maybe you'll get in the news no for trademark. it. We'll all be fine. 
That's so funny. I thought you were going to say, you've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Christy Bonnet yes. is unstable. Breaking news. I'm like, no. You didn't radio. hear it first. Mutiny radio. Anyone who's met me knows. Breaking all the stories. <laughs> Breaking it wide open. So, okay. Something, that, going back to workshopping. Yes. I've, I've noticed that my, I'm sure you haven't picked up on this in the last hour, but <laughs> I can be a little long-winded sometimes. No. And I like to get to the point in general, especially if it's in a legal context. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I've been trying to write some, like, shorter jokes. Okay. So, That's, speaking of yeah. being That's unstable, uh, <laughs> one of my jokes <laughs> that, I'm gonna, that I wrote yesterday was, or no, I think it was, yeah, a couple of days ago was, uh, I'm on a dating app. It's called Unhinged. Yes. Yes. I have a, I'm also uh, tracking, using an app to track my fertility and childbearing years. It's called TikTok. Tick, t- TikTok. 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 Like, my t- uh, my eggs are dying. <laughs> Just recently. Like, You're like, tick, I tick, got tick, like tick, tick, tick. maybe 40 eggs left. We got three years I'm, to make this happen. We gents. got three years to make this happen. All of us. It's All up to us three in the take, studio. It takes a village to inseminate me. Come on, <laughs> let's get this going. That's funny. That sperm and egg bank won't know what hit it. <laughs> Tamo gonna knock over the, s- the bank. Oh, Break shit. the bank of the sperm. That would be the funniest bank robbery I've ever seen. That, <laughs> that or a blood bank. Like, quick, we got all the old positives. Get away. <laughs> no, that sperm is expensive. I have lesbian friends. Okay, I was banking my sperm for a while for a couple of my lesbian friends. I think nice. I told this story before. No, I it's cost. It's spendy. If you want to like bank your, let me. I didn't have to pay for it. They wouldn't let me pay for it because they were like afraid I was gonna steal the child later. It's a <laughs> long ass story. Okay. Friendship, friendship. What I'll do for my friends. Okay, it meant like not jerking off or coming in any way for an entire week. Then you go to the sperm bank. You got to give them your load. Um, and it's expensive to freeze and store the sperm. That whole process is expensive. Okay, they ended up, we ended up getting into a little tissy, and they ended up deciding to go with a, I was a known to donor. To go with not your sperm. To go with not my sperm. My sperm was, it, and, and, and here's was the thing. Was spurned. It was spurned. And you referred to it as spurn. They spurned me with a fiddly D. They were like, <laughs> fiddly D. We're going with a PhD. Because seriously, PhD. PhD dick sperm. PhD balanced dick. I'm sorry. If you got the pH balance, you got a PhD, you can get top dollar to jerk off at the sperm bank. Yeah. It's not a bad way to make a living. You, know, you probably know some I've made. I have masturbated in the bathroom of sperm bank. I made zero money. <laughs> That's fake. That's not a real story. Like, I like being surrounded by all this frozen sperm. <laughs> it just really gets really, me really going. Really, really got me off thinking oh. about all the men who have donated in this room, <laughs> in this bathroom. It's creepy. I do it for humanity. <laughs> oh my God, this podcast is going off the rails. I don't know what's next. You really want to have kids? You know, it's it's a real uh, up to the universe slash god situation. I'm I or I, goddess or goddess or, or female god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, so it's many. really like I'm. I'm not one of those people that wants a child so badly that I'm. I want to do it. So there, I have some friends that is totally legitimate who want to have kids on their own, even if yeah. they don't have a partner. I would not want to do that. Um, I would need a partner first. And as yes. we, as I've mentioned about twelve times, I don't have that right now. So that's, that's 
It's the it's we'll an see. opportunity. There is an opportunity yeah. that's in the universe. I'm right not now. worried about it though. I'm yeah. not like anxious. Yeah. I haven't been hit with that the bug. Like I need to have. I mean, when the time is right, I, I, you know. Yeah, and, and, oh, and sometimes the time is never, and we need to normalize, right. we need to normalize <laughs> yeah, the fact that, true. like, it's totally fine. You're not a fucking waste of a uterus just because you decided all. not to have kids, and it's fine. And you shouldn't go up to women and be like, you're gonna, you're gonna regret it. Um, <laughs> you yeah. know? Because, no, a lot of people do that. Like, no, a lot of people I... say, like, you're gonna regret it, or, or you're gonna, or you're gonna change your mind, you know? You sure, is now we're That's never. like basically, uh. what if I went up to your ass and you said, my wife is pregnant, and I whispered in your ear, you're gonna regret this. I'm like, you're right. Yeah. You might change your yeah. mind. Yeah, and the day it's born, you're gonna change your mind and drown your infant. <laughs> I should have got you pregnant. No. Right? P- nobody would say that. That's so inappropriate. Like, you're gonna wish you never so like when people say that to women it's like sorry that i suddenly made this like a feminist podcast <laughs> i know we're gonna protest right now pam's not mad about freeze it. our eggs yeah freeze, freeze your eggs freeze your eggs scrambled okay <laughs> hard boiled <laughs> emphasis on the hard <laughs> difficult <laughs> difficult boiled eggs difficult eggs i'm curious i want to see your tender your hinge account i'm curious what, what, i want to oh. see i want to see what you put. my unhinged your account unhinged, yeah your unhinged or... can we, I have can a we joke workshop about that? i really did can we workshop your hinge literally start a bumble message with the word pray tell like pray tell sir and then i made a joke about like something he put on his uh profile and uh, i thought it was funny he didn't respond and guess what that's okay the best filter for me is being oh, myself. So lonely. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? You're so lonely. You're like, I'm like, not so lonely. He didn't. Oh, just fine. I was just fucking with you. I'm not so lonely. I am um, <laughs> I'm so bitter. <laughs> so bitter. Uh, hey, hey, you. I'm not lonely. I'm just bitter. Typical Brazilian. <laughs> Typical Braz- bitter Brazilians. They're known for their grudges and their loneliness. You know, I don't like stereotypes, but this one, you know, there's a kernel of truth. Bitter Brazilians. Yeah. Lonely, bitter Brazilians. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just, look, I'm just calling balls and strikes. Don't get mad. Don't at me. Don't at me. Mutiny's going to get so many letters about this. So many letters just from your boyfriends. <laughs> our one and only listener right now. That's not true. Pam told me we had 200 plus downloads per episode. That's so so, so nice of your boyfriend At to download this 200 times. 200. I'm like, keep hitting refresh, Henry. Keep hitting refresh. <laughs> I need the stats to go up before these oh, IPA breweries oh, oh, will sponsor that me. That is hilarious. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry, this is unprofessional to do on the air. What is our timeline? Um, we have 10 more minutes. Uh, Pam. Pam Benjamin, the proprietress, is here. Yes. She's wearing an interesting sweater. Can we get a better look at that sweater? Ooh. Oh. Ninja Turtles. It's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sweater. It's adorable. It's like Keith Haring did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sweater. Shut up. Okay, Buffalo so that's a one-of-a-kind original sweater. Wow. You can't get that on Amazon. That's. But Pam Benjamin has it. That's amazing. Pa- but Pam, I was going to ask you a question. What was I saying? Yes. Can you hop on a mic and plug your show at the Dolores and 29th? Well, it's, I mean, it's 
It's tonight. It's at 7, uh, but it's all sold out, which is crazy. But you can always come tomorrow here to the station at 6 o'clock, and we have outdoor comedy. Outdoor comedy? And then Saturday at 2 at Atlas is going to be another show. And the 12-year-old, that fucking monster, Luca Branches is on it. You weren't there on Monday. On Monday at Joke Workshop, this child. 12-year-old. This child comes in and burns the place to the ground. He was so funny. His older brother is Wyatt Frigato of Branches, who moved to New York. And every time he comes back and visits, he does shows here with me. Um, his mom shows up with this 12-year-old, and he just, like, burned the place. He murdered. We were, we were screaming. It was, he was so good. I was like, I, can, I, can you do my Saturday show? And he was like, he's like, i got to ask my mom. <laughs> ah, I love that answer. And then she said that he can. And then, oh. and then he got booked. So I'm really excited for Saturday. Wow. Yeah. He's performing it. He's performing at Alice Cafe. Yeah, he was so good. Stop. He was, he was so solid. He did a 9/11 joke. It was Ooh. so good. He was a so. A 12-year-old doing a 9/11 joke. It was. He wasn't even alive. I was amazing though. I lived through it and I haven't written a joke about it. He was. He, <laughs> he's showing me up. Yeah, he was. I mean, what? I was like, he's. He'll be on TV like in two minutes. He's got to. Okay. Wow. I was wishing that I was on the Olympic gymnastics team when I was 12. Really? I had so many dreams that never came to fruition. But, you know, it's never too late that, for that, comedy. You can do comedy old in life. Gymnastics, not so much. That, that's funny because I wanted to be in the, the Olympics for judo. Really? Yeah. As I used to do judo, um, I do jiu-jitsu. And the, it's funny because a lot of my friends are in the UFC, and some have retired. Some of them, you know, do seminars. And it's funny because I still train, but my body hurts so much. Getting older. I know. I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm happy. I'm about to turn 31. I'm so happy. Oh, my God. That's nothing. Oh, you my baby. Dude, bro, the way I grew up, though. Right. I'm, uh, no. Hard life, hard living. Right. That 12-year-old doing stand-up comedy. One of my closest friends, uh, he's doing life now, but when he was 10 years old, he got shot in the neck and survived. Oh. Shit. And it, yeah, he was, a, he was a gangster. Like he he shot he showed me how to steal a car at, at eight years old and I was like bro what is this like he's like and then he showed me how to drive bro, two years no, later right. after we stole said car yeah. we're no, legal I'm to sure. drive these stolen cars now yeah he showed me how to drive a stick I was like damn dude you know and like you know he's doing life in prison but like yeah I know I know but it's okay you know? does he and he's a, does comedy or he was like a, he like, should well, I was gonna say a, if he's he a does rapper you know every time I call him or he calls me he's like hey what's up listen to my mixtape he's like rapping on the payphone yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, well at least now he has a captive audience <laughs> <laughs> boom sorry you know what's so funny? There's a lot of guys who are in prison, but they got more Instagram followers than all of us put together. 100. You can make money 100. in prison from that now. Yeah. But uh, they're not allowed to have cell phones in prison. How do they get on Instagram? Money talks There's bullshit. Small small guess, and guess what? There's everything in prison. Yeah. There's Besides drugs, vagina. alcohols. Mm. There's, you know, I... Not ass vagina, but real vagina. <laughs> Ass vagina. Ass vagina. Ain't nothing it's, wrong with that ass vagina. What are you talking about? Own. Teach his own. You know Teach what? They're co- female comedians are just called comedians, and ass vagina is just called ass now. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay? Are you that, like, no homo that you're like, yeah, the, the ass vagina? <laughs> That's what they call that, ass Yeah, pussy. you know what I did? I it's put, I put it in her ass vagina because I'm not gay. Or bussy. Gays Ooh. are calling it bussy now. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I know. I'm. Enjoy my corn uh, <laughs> corn has not. I know Crown. you were like no homo, but like this banana and these these nuts, these corn nuts, these corn nuts, <laughs> delicious. 
I'm sorry. Just sorry. I just sorry's for the weak. Don't ever say sorry. Oh God. Well, nice to meet you. I'm weak. No, I'm just You're kidding. Strong. I am strong. When we when I first met you, I liked you because you're <laughs> no frills. She's got great energy, I, right? I used to like you. No. But now I don't. Okay, no, go ahead. No, because <laughs> when I first met her, she was her energy was like, well, I don't like. She's oh, out I, there. I she's she ready. She's yeah. ready. Yeah, like she, she ready. Yeah. Oh, Tiffany Haddish is just is performing she's these days in LA, so and I'm funny. so sad that I'm gonna, I'm not in LA right now. Yeah. Anyway, sorry that you no, said she ready. She has the. I really like her Netflix series. Yeah, like she, she you ready. Didn't like and Black ready. Mitzvah? It was okay. It was. Did just, you like the lazy stripper part though? At least, come on. It was okay. It was just like. You know, because I've been I study stand up comedy, so it's yeah, hard to impress. She's a lot. great. Don't get me wrong; I would never. Yeah, say that. Well, she's, she's great. Good. But it happens to a lot of great comedians and actors too. Like, oh, I know what to expect. Oh, okay, great. that was okay, but it wasn't like the first. Yeah. You know, like okay. First. I'm talking about though. She has an, two other Netflix uh, okay. specials series that uh, are called She Ready and They Ready, or I think it's just they called Ready, They Ready. Yeah, where it's all just a people. series. She showcases other people. No, no, no. I saw it. Oh, okay, I thought you were talking about Black Mitzvah. No, no, no. And then I saw, I love Leslie Jones. I love her. Oh, my God. I she's saw her so live. She's crazy. Court. She does anything. Yeah. She does what the fuck she wants. She's so good. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. I, I caught it. Electronics. Hello. Who else? I saw Roseanne. Beast. Roseanne Barr? Yeah, she was a beast. She's crazy. Yeah. And I was, I was doing security. <clears throat> and uh, it's funny because I didn't know she did Playboy. What? Roseanne was in Playboy? Or something like Playboy or something. Like she was wearing like, you know. She, like... she copy edited one uh, one <laughs> issue. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. She's yeah, she, was, she did play. Yeah, yeah when people say that she did Playboy, we know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> when she did, and then there was a fan, a weird, crazy white guy went up to her like, what? Roseanne, sign my Playboy magazine. She's like, ah, no. It was so hilarious. Wait, she did it recently? This is a long time. Or a lot, like when she was young. Many, many moons ago. Wouldn't you want to sign that? Like, you're like, yes, thank God we have a memorialized enshrinement of how I used to look. Right. Get those pictures taken now. (laughs) I know I wish I had (laughs) back when I was hot enough to get away with it. Um, Okay, I have a question for both of you. Okay, I talked about, like, I would like to put together a comedy show in the Castro that's gay-oriented. The answer is yes. Okay, you're I welcome. will. I will help. You're, you will appear. <laughs> will you come? You come to the Castro and Bro on the front. All right, that's my ideal. Because I write a lot of jokes, and I'm like, nobody's gonna get this unless they're gay and over forty. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I wrote, do you I need us to be your like guinea like, pig audience? Those references. No, no, no I'm not I'm trying to workshop it. You like boo? No, nah, like boo. <laughs> Nobody understands you. Go watch RuPaul. Again. I'm not gay. I like ass vagina. I like so. <laughs> I don't get your this gay coffee joke. shop is my favorite coffee I shop. I don't <laughs> understand your gay joke because I'm not gay. I'm not gay. <laughs> okay, but both question to both of you. If you could design your own show where you're just gonna, it's gonna be the perfect audience, the perfect venue. The perfect, whatever. What would it look like? Oh. You've been thinking about this for a while now, maybe. Well, you know what's interesting? I want to do a weird comedy show. I want to perform for uh, Satanists. <gasps> I want to perform at a Satanist church or wow. a Satanic church. I want to do something weird. I want to do something different. Crazy. And I, I don't believe in any of that stuff, but I like. I just want to do it because, like, I've done weird mind. shows. I've just for them, or like for that would be the venue. And then the it's venue on and for them and for them too. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would. I don't care. Because, like I said, I've done weird shows. I've done weddings, funerals. Uh, I've done one bar mitzvah, but that was like weird. Um, <laughs> 
what else? A bar mitzvah. It was weird because like I don't like I don't. How know. do they find you first of yeah, all? Like, a friend of a friend of a friend. <laughs> and it was weird. You, like, you, were you know when you're at the water fountain and the bitch is taking so long. I am I right? Am I right? Am I? Right? Am I? I don't know These what thirteen year old right? humor is. You know, so. you're like, how do you connect with the? You can't make thirteen year old Jewish. Jewish. You can't be like, hey, you guys, I have some stereotypes to to reflect. Okay, because I did some research. I was like, oh, there's Latino Jews and Native American Jews, so I had to go with that. Oh, that's good. Okay. Okay, no, I, I like that. Like the joke was like, oh, you see, like there's a, a temple, La Amigo La Israel. And I was like, what? I, you know, I'm playing dumb. I was like, what, what do Jewish people wear? Oh, yarmulkes. What do they wear? Little sombrero hats or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they were like, it tiny killed, sombrero. It That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so it would be at a church of Satan. And then and then what else? Mixed crowd. It'd be a mixed crowd. Mixed I don't crowd. care. Young, old. Satanists and atheists. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Like dress up, be weird, you know, because like my one of my favorite comic is Sam Kinison, and like he was all oh into God, that like yeah. weird satanic stuff. Wild thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. You know, but uh, yeah, uh, it, I I don't care. I just love the stage. It doesn't matter. But I just want people. And now I'm older. I want people to appreciate my art. So yeah. just remember me. Like I hopefully I can make someone laugh. Hopefully someone will get laid. Or whatever. I want yeah, you to forget. Yeah, like, I love like, that. Because when I was a little boy, my mom used to take me to the punchline. And I saw, I saw Gabriel Iglesias. I saw John Leguizamo. What? But even back then, I was like, I'm, I didn't know you could get paid to do stand-up comedy. I thought it was just some guys or whatever yeah. performing. But I want to get to that level. And the venue doesn't matter. I just want people. And they and, and has this happened to you guys? People recognize you like, oh my god, I saw you over there, <laughs> and I get scared. I'm like, where? Where did you see me? You're where? like, I didn't do it. Man, that, that has happened to me. Like, you think they're like, no, does that, ha- that identifying a suspect? No, that happened to me before. This guy came up to me. This is weird. It's I, him, officer. No, it's, this is weird. I I robbed this guy long. I love that was long. statute of limitations yeah, it is. run out. Oh my! It is. You got you got recognized yeah. by a victim. But Amazing. He was at the show. He was at the show. Get the He's fuck. like that's the dude that robbed me. Yeah. It was, yeah. Did you see him in the show or did I didn't you not? Him. I was yeah, like, okay. Did I really rob you? Like, I was like, you're I robbed so many people. Okay. You think I remember your ass? Yeah, basically. He's like, you stole my iPod. I was like, what color was it? What, what, what was it, a 20 gig? When he was like, it was this and that, and it had this playlist. And I was like, I remember his Yeah, playlist. I remember your you loser-ass playlist. playlist. Like, I remember you your dumb-ass tunes on that. No, I think it would be funny to out him and be like, yeah, I got your fucking, now that's what I call music volume 27, <laughs> you fucking loser. And that's why I robbed you. Basically. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So did you give him it back to him? No, and it was so funny. Did you pay it we, we back? Gave, I gave him a hug, and we get we, no, we, we became like good fucking friends. And like what? He follows that's me healing. That's, yeah. that's a, a great meet power of comedy right there. Yeah. How'd you guys awesome. meet? Funny story. I robbed him. <laughs> Seven years later, right after the statute but, of limitations But I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. When I was robbing the guy, I had my high school Letterman jacket on. He's like, I'm gonna look you up in with your yearbook. With a name tag and <laughs> your your last, na- na- your very specific like first and last wow. name on. Oh, wait, like, where'd you go to school? I'm not gonna say what school. I went ah, to. <laughs> you're like, I'm not falling for that trap again. <laughs> Never again. Did I go to school? <laughs> wow. So yeah. That's funny. So any venue doesn't matter, big, That's small. Hilarious. Just I want people to be there. People that you robbed even can come to the show. Yeah. I think it would be great to do just a show entirely of your former victims. And maybe future victims as well. <laughs> future victims. Yeah. And nobody knows who's who. That'd be 
dope. And it's a fun guessing game. You know what's so funny? I, I, I did a, a show, and you know you have to bring your own mic because, you know, COVID, right? I pull out my microphone out of my pants, and this white lady's like, he has a gun! I was like, it's just a microphone. Oh, uh, see, my, I'm gay. My mind went somewhere else. Oh, I was like, oh, you're not that hung. Never mind, girl. Let's go. <laughs> Wait, some not a shower, I'm white a lady said he has a gun. That's very white. Oh, it was. <laughs> Yeah, well, now it's your turn. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same question, Christy. What you you got you the perfect show. You're about to like just visualize it. Well, like Mr. Silva here, I too would like it to be attended by people. Oh. <laughs> she got low standards. That's the key to success right there. Yeah. Low standards. Um yeah, I would I would also like it to be eclectic, diverse audience and I really love music and karaoke. I would want to incorporate some kind of like musical um element to it. Not necessarily me singing, but just <laughs> something Other like singing. Yeah, certainly not one of, one of those people that's like, "And now for my next trick, I will turn your insults into a compliment and then I'll sing." Okay, you hit a note there. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it'll be you know, lots of stuff. Well, yeah, like m- music, maybe some, I don't know. I guess that's technically a variety show, but um, as long as there isn't, like, close-up magic, we'll be fine. Close-up magic. <laughs> no magic. No magic. It's a variety show, but no magic. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's a limited variety show, <laughs> and I'm only allowing two things, music and comedy. Okay, so it's like Dead Rabbits, but... <laughs> No, it's not like. But you Dead get Rabbits paid. Is, but you get paid for Dead it. Dead Rabbits is its own thing. I can't wait to go. All right, I'm getting one of those like USB charged electric blankets, and I'm gonna hit the. <laughs> I'm gonna hit the beach. And then walk into the ocean and die. Yeah, I'm. I'm always thinking about not suicide, but like, what's the best way to die? Yeah, 100. You know. So Have you ever? Okay. I know it's nice. I'm telling Henry all the time. I'm like, when my time comes, when I'm totally Alzheimer'd out from dementia, we're yeah. going on a hike. Beautiful overlook. Yeah. And then that's the last thing I see. That's the most Victorian way to kill yourself is to just slowly wade into the sea with stones in your pocket and be like, goodbye, sweet world. Waving. (laughs) Giving giving the Miss America wave. Many a Victorian novel has ended that way. Goodbye. I can't. Drowning is my big fear, though. I almost died. Way to face. Well, that's an amazing way to face Mm. your fears, though, to drown. You're right. Maybe I can overcome it. That's great. I could overcome he, it in my suicide. He died doing what he feared. <laughs> he died conquering a fear. It wasn't a suicide yeah. as much as it was overcoming. A victory. It was a victory. A victory <laughs> over I want to die fear. on stage. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, I did see you last Saturday, and you kind of, <laughs> you kind of, <laughs> you kind of already <laughs> mission accomplished. Roasted. Sorry. <laughs> That'll make one of us. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I'm just dragging this into the mud. This humor's so blue. I like it, though. Am I blue? Okay, well, thank you guys so much for coming down to Mutiny Radio Studios here at the corner of 21st in Florida, where tomorrow at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., you can see some of the local Bay Area comedians for free. Well, you know, it's free, but you could donate to Mutiny Radio on the Venmo, bring cash, you know, if you like the yeah, comedians. Turn that C into an SH and say, let's should donate. Yeah. Should. should. You should. Um, what else is going on? Pam Benjamin has a show tonight at the, what's it called, Pam? The bar, bar on Dolores, 29th and Dolores. 
you can get $4 IPAs there. Yeah. It's basically in my neighborhood. You can catch... Um, <laughs> Girl! Can you she always hustling for a ride. Can I'll drive. Ride home That's my neighborhood. Week? As soon as you book me, I'll give you a ride. How about that? <laughs> Snippity snap. Uh, I want a guest snap. spot. We are getting guest spots. Cancel whoever you, you have guesties. slated, you Pam. We got Pam's the comedians. Oprah of guesties. We You're all getting guesties. Guesties. We get them some thirsty comedians here. Thirsty. <laughs> And now she's looking for a lighter. She wants it all, this Pam oh Benjamin. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna, of Will we're Brown. Gonna, thank you for tuning in to Funny People, including Will Brown. My guests have been Christina Bana and Quatemuk Silva. Thank you so much for joining me. We're going to... It's Christy. Christy. I said Christina. <laughs> I love how he can pronounce it's, my name, but he can't pronounce it. I know. He's like, uh, it's like fine. It. I like that. Actually, That. that's justice. My bad. Let's try that, that was again. terrible. I'm sorry. Now that we're not being recorded, boy, oh boy, am I... No, just kidding. <laughs> you know, like, hot mic, killed them all, of course. I killed them all. I just wanted Robert Durst myself on air. Who's Robert Durst? Um, He's the guy who... He, the jinx. He committed a lot of murders. Anyway, I'm going to leave... On a serial, <laughs> co- on a serial killer note... This On a serial note. Will Brown. Christy, not Christina. Christy, yeah. I.E. Christ I.E. Christ I.E. And Quatemuk, the emperor of comedy. Thank you. Oh, it's a submix. Thank you. Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh, rolling joints like a cigarette. So pass it across the table like ping pong. I'm gone, beating my chest like King Kong. It's on, wrap my lips around the phony. And when it comes to getting another stogie, fools all kick in like Shinobi. Know me ain't my homie to begin with. It's too many heads to be. Probably let my friend hit bit. Unless you pull out the fat crispy. Five dollar bill on the real before it's history. Cause fools be having them vacuum lungs. And if you let them in for free, you hella dumb.
roll it Cause I know the weed in my system is getting lonely I gotta take a whiz test to my P.O. I know I feel cause I done smoked major weed, bro And every time we with Chris, that fool rolling up a fatty But the Tango Ray straight had me
called drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don Kelly on that one. Also, oh, yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I think uh, Prime segway into all the segue. Mike, here's a mic. There's one behind you. I, um, <laughs> segway into segway material. Yeah. All, all, actually, I, I, re- I, I regret giving him the mic. Um, <laughs> actually, the, the critique your first story, I heard you say that last night at Punchline to me in private, yeah. and it was funnier yeah. in private than it was on stage, and the reason for that is you cut out you, yeah, which mad. was the, the you wanting to fuck the dude up. Yeah. And that's what I think was the funny part of that story, and then uh, the dude with the pit bull came out of nowhere. God, he's a fucking saint. No one else? Cool. Thank you. The talking bear. He's suffering. Yay! Greg Gettle tells perfect jokes. Hooray! All right, your next comedian. Uh, another funny guy. Hey, I gotta also let you guys know there's chicken. Eat the chicken. Eat the chicken. Uh, and your next comedian, funny man, put your hands together. It's John Gallagher. Let's watch a full-length movie. My turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. To L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yes, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Mike, you have launched the show. You've launched the show, L-W-A-F-L. Well, our good friends at Mutiny Radio launched this show. We always stream first uh, on Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. We're on every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 to 9 otherwise, the East Coast Time. What no, we do five. Is, oh, but five, it's okay. no, 5 to 7 is you, and 2 to 4 is us. Okay, correct, 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 mundo? Correct, the mundo? Well, that's what you say uh, in, in the middle of the country, <laughs> in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Central Time. Uh, yeah, you know, when, when Fonzie jumped the shark on Happy Days, they actually had to travel to California. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right, because that show took place in Milwaukee. Now, right. I've been in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we're digressing. And believe me, Mike, it's nothing. It's Trenton. It's Trenton, New Jersey. It's it, nowhere. It's, not, it's nothing like the TV show from Burbank, <laughs> or wherever the hell they shot it. I'm sure there could have been a diner like like uh, Al's. No, we've talked about this on this show. Sock Cops only exists as the production manager has to create a set. It's right. not based on real life shows. 
Well, we are really excited, man. We are chomping at the bit to talk movies. Here's the deal. I've read about movies. I've read about movies I want to see. I can't see them. I have to just vouch, have the book vouch for me. But now they're all on YouTube, including today's movie. We want you to watch this movie at the same time you listen to the podcast. Carl, what is today's movie? Today, we are not going bananas. We've been there before. We are going coconuts. It's oh, this is a new sensation. Yeah. <laughs> it's going without a G, but you put in that little uh, single tick apostrophe, like, like, like I if I'm fishing. Going, yeah, like going fish, going fishing. So it's going coconuts, and everyone knows it's C O C O nuts, 1978. Right. The, the channel we like is Dave's Osmond Video. Dave's Osmond Videos, which makes sense because it's Murray and Donnie Osmond. This is a way to bury the lead. We are going to watch and let's watch a full length movie on YouTube, which streams on Mutiny Radio, which is available as a podcast with the acronym LWAFOMOYT, <laughs> which you can contribute funding by going to Venmo and donating money to at Mutiny Radio. You're saying this movie stars Donnie Marie Osmond of television fame? Yes, and it is of television fame, and it's in their heyday. It's 1978, so that means it's right in the middle. Their show was from 76 to 79, so they're riding on their fame, and we'll see that throughout the films. They play themselves, and they get a lot of, can I do, take a selfie with you? Really? But this is 1975, so like, right. can I grow up you? There's so selfies. <laughs> can I grow up you? There's no such thing as selfies yet. Right, so it's all autographed. Right. All right, Carl, I'm very excited. If you haven't heard about Donnie and Marie, they are a musical sensation and television sweethearts who had their own Pollyanna show with their family, as they were originally the Osmond family, but they broke out. And in their heyday in the 70s, they made this theatrically uh, released gem. So we're very excited. So here's what we want you to do. As Carl has mentioned, the movie's called Going Coconuts, uh, with the apostrophe instead of a gene at the uh, end of going. It's 1978. Eight. And who, one more time, who, which uh, channel are we watching this from? We like Dave's Osmond videos. Okay, Dave Osmond. Very cool. So go ahead, click the link, hit pause, move the timer to 000. We have a special celebrity comedian countdown. Yeah. Uh, uh, celebrity comedian, uh, right. somebody that Carl has met on the circuit. Yes. And is willing to take the time. And Carl's willing to take the time. So I'm, I'm done slagging this show. It would be nice if there was a comedian not from New Jersey, but hey, who am I, right? I don't do any work for the show. Why should I be the one dictating? Mm -hmm. So very excited. Okay. I don't know who this comedian is, except they're hilarious. We please, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Comedian, Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with the comedian, Rich Carucci. Welcome, Rich. All right, all right. Good to be here. How you doing, Carl? All right, good. Now, I'm glad to get you on because you are for real a real comedian. You're no open micer. You have a drive to be in stand-up that's coming to fruition. Uh, yeah, I actually, my grandfather was a comedian, so growing up, he would always uh, do his acts for me and my friends, so I was always a fan of comedy. He would show me on TV, we'd watch all kinds of, uh, you know, Lou Costello, Abbott, mm. you know, he was a big, big fan of comedy, my grandfather, and uh, Italian-American comedy, and it rubbed off on me in 20 years now, over 20 years now, I've been performing 
I produce shows, I perform, I travel. I'm uh, pretty much doing comedy full time now. So that it's going to be cool when it comes back. Uh, but uh, I love it. You know, my passion. Clearly, it yeah. runs in the family. You know, and that's great. Absolutely. So you had yeah, was, uh, you have a day job, of course, and you had the most interesting day job. You were a 911 operator. Tell me about that. For 26 years, I was a 911 operator. And uh, I kept, I had to keep, uh, you know, I had my job and the job was too good to leave. I had the job before I started doing comedy. And, uh, you know, the job was too good to leave. And I remember my friends like Otto Peterson used to tell me, never quit that job. He said, I'm not saying you're not funny. I don't have medical. I don't have a pension. He goes, yeah. you'd be crazy to leave it. And I kept the job. I was able to keep the job and single parent and uh, keep doing comedy. It was uh, juggling like crazy, but I kept it. I retired. I got lucky. I got out before the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and I, didn't, I got out with a pension. So God bless that job. Boy, it got me, uh, got me some good stuff. Now, I'm sure you have lots of experiences, and maybe they're not so pretty, lots of stories out of that. But I'm curious, did any 911 experience ever make it into your material? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, in a roundabout way, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very stressful job, so it's, it's, you know, you could use a little laughter in it afterwards, but... uh. Yeah, no. There's you deal with so many people that it's it's some of them some of the stuff you can't believe. You just it writes itself. You're like you're kidding me. You know, no. it's, uh, you can always count on people. Otherwise, what they say if it wasn't for everyone's stupidity, we wouldn't have a job. That's what's like. <laughs> <our>, uh, you <know. laughs> now you, you know, are doing people, the stand up, but you're also playing the role often of producer. I've been with you at Flamingos and Hackensack. You've got this great show you do at Lenora's. Uh, tell me about how you got into that and, and, and why you're sticking with it. When I first started doing comedy, and uh, I took a couple of, I, I took a class after I'd been doing it for a while, and Mary Domino taught it. And I'm still friends with Mary. She's very great. Yeah, she's and great. Comedian. And she told me, she said, in this business, you have to make your own venue. So I was going to the clubs and I was doing the open mics and I was doing the, the bringer shows and you run out of friends quick. So I said, you know what? <laughs> I started, I, I rent, I went, I took money from my pension and I bought a sound system mm-hmm. and I used to watch the cable network back then. They had the cable network and it showed you all the, the happenings in the community. And I said, boy, no better way to get an audience than see somebody doing a pasta dinner so I would call them up and say, hey, you guys got any entertainment? And they're like, no. And I'd say, hey, how about I bring a bunch of comics there? We'll do an hour show. I said, give everybody food and maybe some beer. And once in a while, they throw us money. And we used to call it uh, Rich Carucci and the Six Pack of Comics because that's how many <laughs> comics. It took six of us <laughs> to do an hour. And uh, we started doing that. We started. We wound up just going all these places, helping them raise money. And then I wound up saying, wow, I could, after doing that for a couple of years, I said, you know what? I could turn this into a business. And then I started, you know, I knew the comics and got to work with them firsthand. So I knew who would work in what clubs and what events, you know, clean events, other events. And uh, I put together Steamroll Entertainment, started booking shows. So I've been doing that for almost 20 years, too. 
That's great. That is pretty busy. Yeah. Okay. So how can people find you out there on social media or you got a website or how can people uh, check you out? I am. I have a website, richcaruccicomedy.com. I'm also on Instagram, dickcar64, or uh, Twitter, at Rich Carucci, or check me out. I'm on, I'm on uh, Facebook. So I'm, I'm out there, and I, I travel a lot. You Listen, wherever you live, I could be at the corner bar next week. All right? yeah. I'm the kind of guy that I travel all over, do all kinds of private functions, private parties. I mean, backyards. I, I was perfect when the pandemic hit. I was already trained to do all these, you <laughs> yeah. know, weird setups. I had been trained for 20 years doing them. I yeah. took the gig no one else would take. So I was, uh, you know, it kind of was prepared for it. You really are out there. I, I, I remember I texted you once. I just went into uh, a bagel store here in Kinalon to, to get a bagel. And, and there you were on their... Uh, uh, their their dart their cork board there with your business card you know so that's a go getter so okay so that's cool so one just yep. so people know it's C A R U C C I now Rich yep. everyone at home is going to watch this movie with us and they got to press play at the same time as we do in the studio so why don't you take it away and give us that comedian countdown you got it. Three, two, one, go. Oh, thank God. That screen grab for the YouTube video is from their movie poster, and it's hard to look at. Here we go. Awesome production. Oh, so this is Dave's apostrophe as Osmond's video. Right. It's not Dave Osmond. It's Dave's. I thought it was like one of his brothers and sisters. Look how classy this is. They're going right into the poop. Tropicana. Logo. Yeah, it is 1978, and it's the era of disco and big lights and everything's flashy and giant. These are sort of like the lights on the dance floor when you're, you know. So that's what they're trying to do. This is the Donnie and Marie that you and I know. You know that I'm a little bit country, I'm a little bit rock and roll. They, this is them doing themselves. Now, how many versions of Donnie and Marie? They were originally started off as as the Osmond family, and then I guess they broke out. Well, yeah, the Osmonds, the they, they were called the Osmonds, and it was only the brothers. It was five of them: Donnie and his older brothers, and they gotcha. had like top ten hits and gold albums. And but in the early seventies, Donnie Osmond alone put out some records, and he got top ten songs, nothing gold. Then in 76, Marie shows up. Who Wait, is I never... just got an advertisement, Carl. Huh? I just got an advertisement. Oh, darn. Okay. I will pause that. Should we just... Hmm. What, what number are you on? I'll just catch up. A minute and 30. A minute 31. A minute... Oh, 30. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at the same. But for some reason, an ad popped up. That sucked. I hope there aren't ads on this thing, or maybe we're going to have to rethink this. Um, we're good, Carl. Nothing, nothing foreboding to have an okay. advertisement in the first 90 seconds of watching Donnie and Marie. <laughs> it throws Are people off the hook. Ad out of here. I don't <laughs> care this one simple trick. I'm 67, and I'm okay with my body. I don't need to be an ad for a video. One of the listeners commented on Facebook, like, in the middle of the episode, I finally got synced up. 
I don't know, man. We can't solve oh, that problem. Oh, that's my friend Ira, who, uh, yeah, he's been on the show doing the Christmas uh, trailers. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, we want to give a shout out to Ira. He actually comes. Yeah. We have a Facebook uh, page. It's very easy to find. It's Let's Watch Full Nicky Man YouTube. And he said he couldn't have synced up, but he mentioned he liked the East Coast pizza joke. And I right. So I'm like, that's very deep. He listened to at least an hour of our show. <laughs> oh, he's the one. Okay, now this guy is Sid. And Sid is feeling pressure because they got to get on the plane to Hawaii already. And he's, they keep taking encores. Those crazy kids. Crazy kids. I got to say, I love her hair. I've always loved her hair, but look at her hair is great. Her hair is the times, right? Yeah, it's short. It's perky. It's right. Full, but it's so voluminous. Right. She's perky. That is what she is. Yeah. You, <laughs> can't have, you can't have like a short haircut when your hair is about to explode. <laughs> Oh, here's here's what I've been waiting for, watching Do Marie get her hair done. <laughs> no, but she's getting rushed out. They're gotta all go to Hawaii. Out. Remember, gotta go to Hawaii. <laughs> this way, Marie. Whoa, bye. Was that guy in the tux like Jimmy? <laughs> uh, yeah, the guy in the tux was just sort of like a uh, backstage. I, okay, by the way, the internet thinks it's important to let you know that they're now in Honolulu for real. Is this the airport? Look yeah. how casual it is. It's the, well, yeah. It's got Truman Capote in a phone booth, a phone booth, and then, <laughs> and then a Coke uh, machine with a Coke ripped off. <laughs> it is Truman Capote, isn't it? <laughs> no, this guy was uh, Mike Brady's boss, Mr. Phillips. And this oh, guy is Lurch. Yes, that's right. Ted Cassidy from Adam's family. That's right. And he's one of our Star Trek connections. Oh, really? He played a, like an alien? Uh, yeah, he was on Star Trek. He played an android. And he oh. also had two voice parts because his voice is very deep and rich. The Corbinite Maneuver. You remember that one, right, Mike? Nope. Nope. So there was some guy like, I'm going to create an android, but I'm really insecure, so it has to be as big as Ted Cassidy. <laughs> it, it was simpler to make a large. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> okay, so the comedic point of this one is that the priest on the phone wants to talk to the boss. He's not really a priest. He's got the stolen necklace, okay? The necklace they need to get. Right, that he's ready. holding on to. It looks like a rosary. I thought it was a rosary. Now, look at the long walk he has to do to give the phone to his boss. It is not the day of cell phones, as you know. Right. This is In the 70s, this was hysterical. Yeah. You see the wire? They were like, I heard of a landline, but not an actual outside in the landline. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's, that's what they spoke back there. So right this. now, they're just having banter. They're going to call their mom. You know, say, okay, mom, we're at the, we're at the airport. Now, here is our love interest, and wow. she has a secret. She's a spy? Yeah. She wants that necklace? And Donnie just, yes, she does. Donnie just got rejected. Oh, you can of, tell, and even without the audio, you can tell that guy got dissed. Because that's that the current theme of Marie, Donnie and Marie, you know, Say, Marie, why don't you ever introduce me to any of your friends? You know, it's like, okay, 
Here is our top bad guy. Aja. His name is Wong. Is and... that Aja? <laughs> oh, is that from uh, Arrested oh, Development? Goldfinger. You mean him, he throws his hat at a dummy and he chops the Oh, head. right, right. Uh, well, in the real world, this guy is King, I can't say his name. This is his last movie. He was a real life Taoist, but he was, um, oh, and he's born in Spring Lake, New Jersey. Shout out. Shout uh, out. He, he was Wofat on Hawaii Five O for 15 full episodes. And he was the guy who led the pack in the Manchurian Candidate with Frank, Frank Sinatra. Oh, well, that's a big role. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, so that's him. Does he? He has like a cane that has a seat on it, so he like pops the seat while he sits. Looks sit, <laughs> sits looking right at us. I <laughs> wish I was a dentist. <laughs> you see, Sid is already uh, from L W A F L M O Y T. He was in 1981's On the Right Track. You remember that one? Oh yeah, sure, with Gary Coleman. Yep. And I love this airport, how casual it is. Uh -oh. And this guy was also in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T before. He was in Swap Meet. So the delightful Swap Meet. This guy gets around. He was in Southern California and Hawaii. <laughs> no, but there's two characters. One was from Swap Meet and the other one was from On the Right Track. You see Sid there in the sure, back? Sure. Is it because we're Donnie and Marie? No, you wrote this thing called an escalator. How was it? Okay, he's saying, okay, so there's a mob guy who wants to like kill him and take the necklace. So he's like giving it to Marie, like saying, he's lying, saying the orphans at the orphanage made this for you when they heard we'd be on the same flight. Please take it. And she's like, oh, isn't that sweet? So I'll movies always wear it. I feel like these movies need a reason for their existence. It needs something like a scene means like they they start a scene or a scene has to start. Yeah. So the whole movie, it only begins because this guy is trying to get rid of this necklace. Like, yeah. Well, you see, what they were trying to do was sort of launch. Um, okay, it was the hiatus from their show, like the annual hiatus, and they went to... Um, uh, film the star vehicle. They wanted to make like a series of harmless, fun in the sun movies like Frankie and Annette Punicello. But unfortunately, this was a commercial bomb and a critical bomb, so they didn't do it. They, but that's what they were trying to do: break into movies like the way Elvis did. They were going to have like four or five Gidget goes to Hawaii kind of movies. Right. Yeah, I could see that. It's so strange nowadays. All you have to do is like direct to market. Like once you have your Base, yeah, crappy movie and release it and not have to right. worry about theater. Okay, now the joke is he's returning, but the priest is called back and saying, No, I have to talk to the boss. The lurch has got to go back again go up the tree. Bum, 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 dun, 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 dun. Oh, is that oh. the music? Bum, 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 bum. Oh, he's hot, hot. Lurch in the phone. Right? Yeah. Like a Nash family always has a phone. Oh, by the way, you know that you rang catchphrase he had? Yeah. Okay, so they hired him and he was a mute. He came onto the set in his thing and he just ad-libbed, ad said, you rang with his low voice, you know? And that Gomez says, ah, yes, Lurch, you know, and just 
went on with the scene and they loved it. And it be, you know, his catchphrase was born. He just, he was fucking around. Oh, so he wasn't going to have any lyrics, uh, lyrics, any lines unless for right. the case. He was mute, mute. Right, like Cousin It or something. Oh, uh, there he is the phone. So he's finally there. Yes. Mm-hmm. What? By a cell phone? Fuck you. <laughs> um, Mike, this might um, blow you away, but... He's barely Chinese. His mother was Chinese, Spanish, English, and Egyptian. His father was Italian, Portuguese, and Zulu. I so, thought Mentarian candidate was he supposed to be Korean? Uh, no, that was China. Remember, China was the communists who right. wanted right, to get a sleeper in the White House. Oh, he's reading Western Airline. Oh, there's a spy. Yeah, and she's, see, Donnie was coming on, I don't know, Donnie, Donnie was smitten with her. They're not coming on ever. They're like Mormons. They're too nice. They wouldn't do that. But he was right. smitten, and now she's giving him attention. And look, Marie's doing her typical, you know, like, is it to block Donnie. Their, show, their main show is a variety show, right? And I know they must have done one-offs and spin-offs and yeah of it, it was but. a variety show so they would like come out they would sing a number they would sing right. country they would get they would flabbergast each other that they will be right back yeah and then what there'd be a bunch of sketches and puppets and more songs right. exactly there would be acts it might be like the soul dancers it might be like leo sayer has an appearance you know it might be um they ever do like you got the formula perfect. They would come out, do a little song, and then they'd have some brother, you know, siblings fight to entertain us. And yeah, and then we go to commercial. Okay. What we got here is on the left, the guy who was in Swap Meet wants that necklace. And the priest is like, uh, you know, Brady's boss, right? is like, I don't have it. And so Marie was going to come over and show him that he's wearing it. I don't know. It's just pressure on him. Now the the guy is, go- the underworld guy, his name's Mark Lawrence. He's going to kill Charlie. He's going to kill the priest. Wait, he's going to kill him on the plane? That's gross. Uh, yep, just going to kill him on the plane. I mean, it's bad enough they're not wearing masks, Carl, but to have a dead body on the plane, that's yeah, just like... Agree, agree. Look, Western Airlines, I never heard of that. Oh, good old WW, VA. He goes, here, drink this poison. Okay. Where'd you get it? I got it for the po- the poison stewardess. They prefer to be called poison flight attendants. Nowadays, they're poison flight attendants. <laughs> so now he's taking his poison. He just happened to have poison. Man, that was back when they had styrofoam cups on the airline. Right. It's it totally is styrofoam. You can count on styrofoam cups because they you wouldn't burn your hand like with the paper cups today. But I mean they never let you down. Like if you throw it in the garbage and you go back to the dump, they're still there. Yeah, that's right. You Good go one. to the landfill to pick up your cup, it's still there. Let's say you want to drink something that seems really wrong. Get a styrofoam cup. Right. You get that taste of Oh, aloha, aloha. Yeah, mahalo. 
So here's our bad guys, and they're off to find the necklace. That's the whole point. She's got it right there around her neck. The spy wants to stay close. And if so, Donnie has a crush on me, that's how I'm going to do it, you know. This guy gave me a necklace, so I'm going to just wear it. They just walked right past. Now, listen, I like I like this. Guy. I'm calling him Lurch, and that feels disrespectful because he died young. His name's Ted Cassidy, and this was his final film. He, he did some voiceover work after this, but it was his final film. He died. He was 46 years old. That's crazy. Yeah. So too young. So he had a great voice, and he was just about seven feet. He was six foot nine inches. Okay, so he towered over anyone. He felt like he was seven feet. He narrated the Incredible Hulk TV series. He had that deep voice. Okay, um, here it is. Baylock in the Star Trek episode, The Corbinite Maneuver. The Gorn in the episode Arena. I know these, you don't. And the android Rook in the episode What Are Little Girls Made Of? That's where I know him from. More than Lurch. Huh. Well, that's because you're Star Trek. Star Trek people recognize you like Clint yeah. Howard <laughs> from yeah. that Star Trek episode where you were a little boy. Yeah. What What's her name? Uh, Liz Taylor, right? Right, Liz Taylor. Liz Taylor, and they have a million things, including the marriage and the drinking. For me, I'm like, wow, you're that Depression-era lady that Kirk fell in love with. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Completely wrong. Um, he was also, Ted Cassidy was also once in Lost in Space, Beverly Hillbillies. And check this out, Mike. He was in a two-part $6 million man episode, The Return of Bigfoot. Guess who he played? Uh, secret <laughs> agent against Bigfoot. Who? Yeah, he, right. He played Bigfoot. Yeah, he played Bigfoot, and he came back. Did you just see that? Did you what? just see that, Carl? What? No. What? They're outside a Hertz rent a car. Oh, and he jumped like he OJ, jumped like the OJ Simpson commercial. Yeah, and then the little kid and Lurch gave each other knowing looks, like, "Wow, I guess it's you know, like yeah. in real life too." Well, because in 78, in they didn't have much uh, social media. So they only had four channels that showed the same commercials. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Kids listening today, imagine if you had the internet, but you couldn't talk back. I'm just imagining kids listening to our show. <laughs> yeah. Anybody listening to our show as a kid. Maybe not Ira. They're like, hey, slow down. We're still writing notes about this Donnie Marie character. <laughs> Sid, stop pressuring us. We're not going to the hotel. Let us drive around a little and sightsee. Okay, kids. They're in Honolulu? They are in Honolulu. They're on the main island, and that's where they'll stay, the whole thing. This is pretty much shot, like, in a hotel. Let me see here. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less. They literally started the show at the hotel, at the airport. Yeah, right. And that's the way they're going to continue. Uh, here it is. Royal Hawaiian Hotel in Honolulu. Uh, that's where they perform. They stay. Waikiki Beach, Honolulu. They'll be on the beach uh, for a scene. And oh, Oahu, Oahu, Hawaii. Oh, it's not. It's Ohio. Oh, it's okay. So they'll be in Ohio, and they'll also be in Hawaii. Right. And they're passing New York City. There, you can. Or downtown L.A. You see downtown L.A. behind me. I did. I saw the Capitol building. Okay. Now, for some reason, two separate factions who both want that fucking necklace are going to begin to attack 
you know, each other and Donnie and Marie. It's it's bizarre. Well, we have to get this movie started. Yeah. I, I applaud them for that. Now, this guy who I say was in Swap Meet, you surely know his face. He was in a million things. He always played like the mobster, like the underworld guy. Yeah, no, I recognize he crashes into a driving school and steals the driving school car with a drive with a student inside. And that'll be our comedic point, you know, for a little while during the chase. Oh, he's going into the car. Oh, and it's right so this good. way. Oh, this is all bad. Yeah. That's how I want to retire, Carl. I want to learn how to drive in Hawaii. No, don't they look like they go together, Mike? Yeah, they probably were. Uh-oh, that is not okay. <laughs> get it? Get it? It's okay. Driving school? That is not okay. Now, he is the ex-father-in-law of Billy Bob Thornton. Wait, what? Really? Tony Lawrence is the daughter's name. Were they married, Tony Lawrence and Billy Bob Thornton? I don't know. He has a weird history. Was he married to Angelina Jolie? Yes. Was that were they married or did they just do it? I don't know. I don't know. They must have done it. But it, like you have to care about Bob Billy. You have to care about this Thornton character to, to pay attention. Well, as a fan of bad movies, I'm familiar with his directorial movies. This director's weird, man. He's not really a director as much as a comedic actor. Oh, it seems like they just got the television crew out for vacation or something. You're 100% right, Mike. It is their TV crew, and the director only ever did TV direction. Yeah, that's what I figured. You know, uh, when Batman was being released, they shot a shitload of Batmans, and they were airing them, uh, broadcasting like three times a week in season uh -huh. six. And during the summer break, they shot the theatrically released movie. Oh, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because they just have everybody, and instead of taking a summer break, they just crank down a movie, and then they continue giving these episodes. And it's a payday. Everyone's into it. Oh, yeah. Well, because what happens is the fad dies out. Within three yeah. years, no one gives a shit about that. Right. But they were able to get everything in there. <laughs> She's taking notes and writing down everything he's doing. Now, the director's name is Howard Morris, uh, who was born in the Bronx, so that's cool. Yeah. Um and in World War II, he was in this special services unit. He was a first sergeant that they entertained the troops. He was with Carl Reiner. He was on the Andy Griffith show as Ernest T. Bass. I don't know that. I know Ernest T. someone else. Okay. Then that's probably him. I talk to him all the time. I say, hey, Vern. <laughs> Do you ever hear of Uncle Goopy? It was Sid Caesar's show of shows. He was a character. Billy Crystal talks about Uncle Goopy. Okay. Well, I should know it. I should know my Sid Caesar. All right, all right. I just... He was, you might know him then from Mel Brooks. In um, High Anxiety, he was Dr. Lilliman who was giving him. Yeah, I just, I just saw that movie. I recognize him. Okay. And then in The History of World Part One, he was the sort of gay courts spokesman. You, uh, you would know his face if you saw him. Yeah, absolutely. Now, look, these guys are not okay because of the Fast and Furious rule, but somehow she's fine. She made it okay. Yeah. So I thought she was going to be, she's a teacher. What a sweet life. No, she was a student. 
What was she doing? Wait, so was she living in Hawaii and she finally had to get her driver's license? Was she on? <laughs> I don't know her backstory, and I bet you nobody else did either. Oh, I'm going to, I have a bucket list on my vacation to Hawaii. First up, get a driver's Learn license. Learn how to drive. Okay, now they've arrived at the hotel where we're going to spend our fucking movie. God damn it. All right, at the Copa. Copacabana. Oh, hi, Donnie. Oh, hi, Marie. What you doing? Oh, just rehearsing for tonight's show. Walking around. So hey. what's going to happen is the spy who's the love interest is going to come in. And so he's going to start playing a love song for her. And Marie's going to be like, Donnie, we have to rehearse. Uh-huh. He's going to play a perfectly, a perfect number. And he's like, oh, I'm just riffing. Toodling, just noodling. <laughs> the tinkling, the ivories here. Impress My favorite is when they tickle the ivories and then the the band behind them picks up what he's playing and he just tickle. <laughs> I never tickle the ivories because the piano laughing gets in the way of. The... Okay, so they need to sort of break into the hotel. They got to find Marie, so they take some flowers and pretend I have a delivery for you know, <laughs> and so they just tell them the room number because it's 1978. Right. They were in like, uh, oh, I'm getting a video coming soon. I have a video. What the fuck? Wait, you have another? Should I pause? Darn it. No, let's just figure it out. It's almost over. All right. I'll put it on the stage. Oh. All right, I'm back. I'm at uh, 2331. Okay, I'm at 48, 49, 50. Okay, no problem. I what did you say you are? Say what you are. I'm at 40. Okay, so I'm 15 seconds ahead of you, which is not good, but okay. So he's singing to his love, love song. <laughs> See, Maria, Maria said, I think I'm getting sick. It's, it, they're doing their classic sibling rivalry. That's not the word, but they're spats. Are you at 26? Uh, okay, darn uh, sorry, audience, for this nonsense. nonsense. Uh, I'm at uh, 24, 31, 32, 33, 34. Okay, just tell me when you get to 26, okay? A minute 22, 6? 26 minutes into All right, December. all right, all right, all right, all right. I, I had to freeze it, and I'm looking at a, an adorable uh, Marie Osmond with that adorable Well, Marie's cover. trying to distract take away from Donnie. She's cock blocking like she always does. I know that was that was a main crux of the variety show. It'd be like yeah. act one, commercial, act two, Maria cock uh Maria cock blocks. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I was really making time with those solid gold dancers. Yes, I told them about your herpes. Marie my purple herpes. Right? They like purple. Uh are we at twenty six? I'm at 2523, so I'm going to let you know. Uh, all right. Yeah, you let me know. Again, I'm just watching her giving a look at Donnie. What a <laughs> I'm at 34. I'll let you know. Okay, sounds good. Marie's, t oh, she, she does with her eyes all cross-eyed. She's so cute with those She's big choppers. Okay, it's about 10 seconds. 40, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 26! Nice. 
Nice. They're so young, you know, they're like thin and young because they're young, so they can be thin. Oh, absolutely. You know, because we've known them for uh, as entertainers for all their lives, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. If we I were mean, older than them, we would have known them all their lives. Because there was the Osmond family, there was the Osmond family industries, then there was the, TV, the musical numbers and the, the records and the TV show. Right. And then by that point, they were paired together. And stuff like this. And then, you know, they continued in the 90s. They had a talk show, the Donnie and Marie show. That's right. That's right. She became a talk show host, Natural. They were unfortunately like the face of Weight Watchers. Not Weight Watchers. The Nutrisystem. Super system, right. If you had a certain cable or uh, uh, a network dish, the network dish would do you a service by taking all the commercials from the cable stations and preempting them with uh, whatever that awful food was. Uh-huh. Like, uh, not Weight Watchers, what did you call Nutrisystem. it, sir? Nutrisystem. Yeah, like Nutrisystem. It's basically frozen TV dinners, but if you eat them, you'll be healthy. Yeah, she was one of the sensational stars. <laughs> it seems like they probably just got a certain amount of money for those commercials, and those commercials were added to every single show, depending on what kind of cable or dish network you had. Yup. And you'd just be, like, so sick of it. So here, she comes in to find her hotel room wrecked. Somebody was looking for something, but why would they be looking behind a painting? Well, maybe Marie put the necklace behind a painting. Genius. I guess maybe. Jeez. Jeez. thoughts, though. You would think women would be, like, excited to be next to Donnie Marie. No, she is not excited. She's like, why can't Marie come when we go out tonight? Oh, oh, you're not Sean Cassidy. Fuck... Are you Sean Cassidy? Did I fuck this up? <laughs> so he's being goofy and it's not working. Well, he should try a little and roll. Look at him, oh my God, he is young in this. Yeah. And he's doing his shtick. So Maria's perplexed what's going on. And look, Lurch is there still looking. Oh, she, yeah, they didn't even notice. I shouldn't call him Dro Lurch. It's not nice. Dro Ted Cassidy. Oh, no, but when he's mean, you call him Lurch, right? <laughs> look, he goes, get away from me. See, he just pushes him. He'll do it again. Watch. He goes, would you just get away from me? Watch. Hey, push. And he goes, ah, oh, fuck it. He runs away. <laughs> now a chase will pursue he's a good comedic actor because he just flailed his arms like ah i'm out of here forget it. <laughs> well i mean he probably taught them how to act yeah right look, look there's me there's me right there right without the shirt wow yeah i, I apparently walked into the shot is what they called it <laughs> i don't know the term this is that Waikiki Beach when he's doing the chase. Now, you know the um, movie that you were in uh, when you got bumped into in the subway? What was the name of the film? Plug that thing again. Uh, Thieves Code? What? The Thieves Code? The Thieves Code. And I watched it to the end. You got to watch it to the end so the guy gets his seven cents or whatever. And remember how aggressive you were in that? Hey, what are you doing? That's the mic I like. <laughs> I love that guy. Oh, uh, funny. 
Yeah, you're like pissed. You're like, hey, look at me. I'm walking here. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. That's a movie called Thieves Code available on Amazon Prime. I'll also be performing at uh, Comedy Day on September 19th. There we go. Got my plugs in. Boom. Okay, now Lurch gets away because Donnie gets mobbed by selfie people. Their autographs. Yeah. See, they all have their books. He goes, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> what, why do they call it autographs? You have to manually do it. <laughs> it's not, yeah, you manual. It should be a manual graph, if anything. Right? Manual graph. Now, one time Marie Osmond was on Dancing with the Stars, season five, and I watched the clip because I read about it in the research. She faints. She really? Faints. Yeah. If you put in Dancing with the Stars season five and Marie Osmond and faint, not necessarily in that order, you'll get the clip. He was very happy. They had done some uh, dance routine, her and her um, dance partner, whose name I do have here. And she was very excited and talking with uh, that home videos guy, you know, and then. Oh, Dave Cortese. Yeah, so the guy, one of the judges starts talking, and you hear audibly Marie's breath. She's going, <gasps> you hear her, right? And I guess she, then they cut back to her, and she just went down. She just went down. And the um, the uh, Funniest Home Videos guys was like, fuck. And he just, he went down like a paramedic to attend to her, you know? And then they cut away. To well, I've, I've actually watched that clip. The America's Funny Home Video guy added sound effects when she fell. <laughs> yeah. Boo! He added a sound of Marie's butt going, ouch. <laughs> I'm Marie Osmond's butt. Very nice. <laughs> Boing! Boing. Anyway, she um, she explains it by in the next week by saying, I forgot to breathe. And when they came back from commercial, the uh, Funniest Home Video guys was like, I have to tell you that well, the first thing Marie said when she came to was, oh, crap. Oh, man, she really cursed like that? Yeah, she said, oh, crap. You know, I saw a light and I was going through a tunnel and I realized it was the end of my life. And then I said, oh, phooey. <laughs> and I really meant it. <laughs> it wasn't oh, a cute word. Okay, now they need information from our underworld guy, Mark Lawrence, the guy who was in Swap Me. He sees in there, and who Please should enter? I'm, but I'm Mars. Listen, I'm Team Lurch. I don't know about our. Well, they're all going to team up together and become one team. So you can. Oh, my wish comes out. Look at the baby's breath. Now, look, this guy, he's great. His name is Kenneth Mars. He was yes. in um, uh, he was in Young Frankenstein as the cop. He's great. Oh, a riot is an ugly thing. Yeah, no, he's one of those guys you go, oh, yeah, he's one of those guys and you see his face. But when you realize who he is and what you've seen him before do, he's yeah. really funny. He is really funny, and he's very funny in this film, too. Look at his hair for this film. No expense spared. Yeah, look at his eyebrows. They're out yeah. of control. He always plays the German guy with the German a accent. He was in The Producers as the Nazi. Right, that's where I remember him from. He was a lot younger back then. Now, here's what's weird. Remember he had a prosthetic arm, a uh, hand 
in. Right. Yeah, he does here in this movie for some reason. Oh, did they play it up? Yeah, so I started thinking maybe in real life he had a prosthetic, and I searched and searched and searched. No, for some reason he's got the same fake hand that he did in Young Frankenstein. Really, does Candace Mars has a fake hand? Like he's eating the he's eating uh, swap meats food. <laughs> so swap meat can't give him information. They want to know where is the necklace. All he can do is wiggle his toes. So he right. wants to make one wiggle for no, two wiggles for yes. And so that's backwards. Wiggle those toes. Yeah, he's gonna squeeze. You know, they, they take their time with the toe scenes, so it allows me to masturbate in the theater. <laughs> I haven't I haven't come yet. Keep it going. Look how clean the toes are. You should never tickle the ivories because when the elephant sneezes, they they sneeze all over everything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't tickle the ivories, or you're gonna get blown across the zoo. <laughs> blow across the zoo. That's great. I okay. you. I'm going to use that. No, what? I'm going to open my... Damn it. <laughs> now, this ex-father-in-law, Billy Bob Thornton, is is waving his toes right now to somehow communicate that Marie and Donnie have the necklace. Now, in 1989, he was in Star Trek Next Generation, uh, and he is our... one. Of, he's the second of our Star Trek connections. He was also the, the man with the like all Star Trek. Well, there's two of them only. I'm just talking them up. And it's Mars. Yeah. All Mars right. I'll, I'll do your variety show, Donnie Marie. Oh, we want you to do the movie. Now, look, for some reason, the heart monitor can have a TV show. Now, Donnie and Marie have a guest spot on this TV show, and we're going to see Donnie and Marie's real-life father. He's, yeah, he's the guy with the white hair there, closest to the desk, sitting on the stage. So there are some Osmond families in this. Yep, well, the father, he was never one of the Osmonds. Now, this guy's name is Danny Wells, and he's going to play a private detective uh, who's going to protect them. He was the bartender on the Jeffersons. Um, what was the hangout in the Jeffersons? Not Legal Eagle. That was the. No, that was Three's Company. I don't remember. But he was Luigi in the live action series uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh, with Captain Lou Albano. I got an ad. Oh, all right. I'll pause. No, no, don't. Begin in one minute. Okay. Don't pause. Don't pause. Okay. I'm at 3706-7. Eight, nine, what are you? Uh, 22, 23. All right, just let's leave it. Let's leave it. Let's just leave it. The audience, let's spare them, okay? Well, right now they're singing the second verse. Where are you at? I'm on the first verse. Damn it! Like, <laughs> look, you see in between, the, there's their father. You see their father? Uh, no, back to masturbating the toes. <laughs> well, the father's the white-haired, bald guy closest to the desk on the talk show with a lay around his uh, neck. Okay, so Donnie and Murray are gonna happen to be on the TV and that's how he's gonna wiggle the toes that they have it. 
It's a convoluted way he gets there. He plays like 20 questions and he talks to the toe, even though his face is over there. It's, it's funny. It's funny. No, I believe you. I don't think it's not funny. Most recently, Donnie and Maria retired from headlining an 11-year Las Vegas residency at the Flamingo in Vegas. 2019, they stopped. Wow, that's right before COVID, too. They had a good run. And Marie took it to Atlantic City for just a little pinch. They never done Branson, Carl? What's Branson, a city? You know, Branson, Missouri is like a uh, oh. clean up. It's like a clean up Las Vegas, and they have like uh, oh, the, the Simpsons are a parody of it. They have Ray J Johnson there. They have like entertainment acts, but it's it's without the gambling. Oh, that's interesting. That's so you, uh, you, pretty quick. You could your family vacation there without going to Sin City. That's good. They probably knew there was a market and took uh took advantage and put it right where I mean Missouri is where the Garden of Eden was, according to the Mormons. Oh, right. no, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So is that the reason why the Coke machine was like covered up because they're Mormons? I don't know. You know, what's funny. They went to church every Sunday. Isn't that weird? Because it's the church uh, of, of Saturday Saints. Right. The Saturday Saints. Why wouldn't they go on Saturday? Like the G what? like Friday night. Like the G well, I think it's just weird because, you know, I usually have to go to services on Saturday, not Sunday. Yeah. It seems very coyish. Now, Marie starts seeing in the crowd people who are out to get him. So they begin to have, like, panic mode kind of thing. Rolls Royce. He's going to a prostitution ring. Mars needs women. <laughs> now, there are two Asian people. This one here with the hat and the hearing aid. And then the the boss of the other troupe. It's it's a little weird, but okay. Now we're gonna have a very long scene in which Donnie is trying to talk Marie out of coming to dinner tonight so that he can make time with the spy. With the spy, right? Right. And it's like back and forth, sister and brother stuff. Maybe I'll mind, you just let me that. watch Marie Osmond eat a banana. <laughs> yeah, but she's biting it. She's not. That would hurt. That would. I know she was biting on the side. So this came out in Hawaii first. Then they released it worldwide. Um, Weird. What in honor of Hawaii? Thank you, state for. Yes. Yes, it was that. And they went to the premiere there and everything. Well, I can see they premiered it in Hawaii. Sure. It took <laughs> two months to shoot it. Two whole months. Yeah. It really shows. When it went to U.S. rentals, that's when they made a little money. They made $1.2 million. I watched a lot of Donnie Marie on television, but I don't think I've ever seen Doing Coconuts on the TV. No, no. It was uh, it was theatrically released and then later released to video. I don't know if it ever made it to DVD. They're so young. They're so young. Look, they have no double chin. Look at that defined jawline. They're so young. There's no crow's feet, nothing. I know. I know. We, we know Donnie and Marie all our lives, and we know them mostly as they are now. Well, they're in their 60s right now. Marie herself is only 61 years old today. Really? Yup. 
That's pretty young. I thought she'd be a little older. Let me see. Uh, 78. Uh, then, okay, 88, 98, 2008, 2018. That's 40 years. So 50, 60. Yeah, they're in their 20s. She must be 19 or 21 right now. I don't know. The math, I, I could be wrong. Maybe she's 63 today, but they're in their young 60s. This was originally going to be called Aloha, Donnie and Marie. Well, wow. One for Aloha, Donnie and Marie. <laughs> Going coconut is just as lame. I don't, I mean, I've seen a banana. She was literally going bananas on that banana. Yeah, going bananas. Let's remind the audience, if you haven't checked it out, you really should stop what you're doing and go listen to our episode, Going Bananas, because that was with Dom DeLuise. Oh, yeah, I did like that one. He was good. Wait, Going Bananas, that's the one with the talking monkey, right? Um, yes, that's right. Banana. Stop, stop saying oh. banana. I'm sorry. Yeah, we were talking about that movie last uh, episode, and yeah. for some reason, the generic title "Going Bananas" it comes to mind. Do you see the gun? She puts a gun in her pocketbook. That's why it's like PG. Look, Lurch checks her out, but we don't get an explanation as to why. Uh, he probably lost his balance. I got an erection. Now we have a slightly racist scene in which they're talking about the other Asian guy. And Lurch starts making fun of him. Do you see him? He's got those slanty eyes. And then he's like, oh, he's caught. You know what I mean? It's a little. Oh, right. oh look, he's making the eye motion. Yeah. Oh, uh, right in front of him. Yeah. Yeah, you should really wait till you're in another room to do that. The doctor, okay. The director of this film played Dr. Zydell in Slash. Do you remember that? The director of this film was the voice of Mayor McCheese and the Hambler, Hamburger in McDonald's. Wait, oh, so way to bury the exit. Hamburger is like one of my favorite thieves. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Listen, let's say you need to steal a hamburger. You know the man you call. Yeah, but why did he always just break out of jail and he's on the run and he's getting himself a quick bite? They don't give him money. That's the reason why. He never does anything in prison to, to have money in his pocket when he leaves. Right. Himself. When he leaves, he has cigarettes in his pocket. Well, you know, the, 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 he gets his possessions when you leave on your last day of prison. So they're like one oversized floppy hat, problem. One polka dotted tie, problem. Right. One now, net after hamburgers, problem, problem. This is weird, okay? He, she's going to see people. And freak out. Okay, look, the lights don't work for some reason. Everything's going to shit. But she's going to see somebody and then just carry on as if she, look, she, do you see the? Oh, maybe she doesn't see him. Never mind. Oh, what? yeah, see, she just saw him. So she runs, closes the door, and then she quickly forgets about the fact that she saw somebody. It doesn't make any sense. This is the worst hotel. Well, it's 78. This was, you know, just as long as it's clean and everything's like newly constructed, it's a pretty swank hotel. Yeah, I'm here to stalk you, Donnie. No, you're thinking of my brother. He's not going to be here till 11. Look, so now Hello? she sees another person. Look, somebody's stealing the necklace. 
Right. I think it's uh, Lurch's accomplishment, the thing. The thing, it's thing, right? Thing, right, the thing. Remember we did um, the hand shopping network? That reminds me of thing. On our, on our uh, public access cable show for 1992. I'm going back to. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a mirror, not a paddle. And she's going to smack somebody over the head with it. But she notices her necklace is gone. The home shopping network was the home shopping network. But instead yeah. of offering jewelry, you can get the hand that holds the jewelry during right. the presentation. That's right. And I had a Spiegelman hand I was trying to sell. And, you kept and saying, was, this is a fine Spiegelman hand. That's right. And then, and then you cut my hand off, and I dramatically acted that I got amputated. Well, yeah, John Fonseca called up as Elmer Hayes from Kansas and bought the hand. And we rang the bell, and then I, I sawed off the hand to ship to him. I heard our public access parody was so concise, Home Shopping <laughs> Network closed that in the evening. Just, <laughs> that's right. That's As a voice, we did all we could do. Okay, this is a funny scene in which he goes, put, drop that gun. I've got, but he goes, but my partner is behind you. And he goes, I'm not so stupid to fall for that. And then look, the partner is behind him. Oh, you know what? He should have listened. <clears throat> so your partner's behind him and he goes, drop that gun. He goes, I will drop my gun, but unfortunately for you, my partner is behind you. He goes, I'm not going to fall for that trick. Now, is it me or without Ted Cassidy's uh, outfit? I'm looking at Brad Pitt. You are not looking at Brad Pitt. None Brad of these three. Look at that flower in his lapel. He's like, I'm not falling for that old trick. And then the guy's like, drop your weapon. He's making faces. Like, this movie's pretty good. Yeah, I think so. You know, their secret is that they have less Donnie Marie than they need to. <laughs> yeah. So now he does the old trick, you know, like, well, my partner's behind you. And he goes, no, nah, I'm not falling for that. Because it isn't true. And it finally pays off. Oh, there's another one. This is the scene in which they realize a third party has stolen the necklace. So these two, why don't we band up together and oh. we get the necklace and we'll become business partners. Well, way to tie this movie together. Now we're missing all their great banter. It actually is funny. Uh, oh, I, it's because of who the actors we've got going on here, they make it fun. Well, like you said during when we watched Tracks, this, this seems like a movie that I'm going to watch again, just without us. Like, would you recommend the audiences to watch this movie without no, us? No, no, because Donnie and Marie, this movie is a stinker, but these are gems here. I would recommend going to YouTube and watching clips. Because <laughs> of this, because of this, if you watch this film for real, you got to endure Sid going, why did you steal the necklace? Because Marie will forget all about it. And they're going to throw it in the wishing well. It's it. Like, okay. Um, Kenneth Mars is great in this film. He's hilarious. Um, Ted Cassidy is great in this film. The bad guys are really funny. I can't say his name. It's Kling. I don't know. The guy who's playing Wong. 
He's hilarious. But most of this film is 70s, you know, clean cut, wholesome. It's not funny. Another thing about Johnny and Murray drives me crazy is they're good performers, but that's it. They don't really shine with the talent, you know? They do their job great. They're choreographed. They know all the steps. They don't miss a note, but but they're they're flat. You know, I blame their father. If their father was Murray Wilson from the Beach Boys, they would be uh -huh. in steps. Gotcha. <laughs> That's right. Abusive fathers are the best. Oh, when, you have, when you're trying to get like a Jackson 5 or a yeah. going, there's nothing like an abusive father to, to put the entertainment in line. Crack the whip. As an audience member, you can, I can tell the difference. Do it again. Again. Dad, I'm so tired. I am so thirsty. Again. Listen, your brother writes the song, you write the melodies, and you sing the harmonies. Oh, Dad, come on. Nope, too late. I already signed your roles. Look at his tie. The That's a cop. And he goes, we're going to dust it for fingerprints. So Donnie knows he's going to get caught. So through his teeth, he's going, fingerprints. It's oh, through his teeth? He's gritting his teeth, which is causing a major noise. Yeah. Look at his face. He knows he's going to get caught. Sid knows it, too, and it's amusing to Sid. Right. Sid can't wait. You guys are busted. Now Sid played Murray on um, on on Odd Couple, the cop, Murray the cop. Oh. God. Yeah, and right. He, Plays he poker was in um, I Love You, Alice B. Tokus, the uh, the Edibles movie. Right. It's Peter Sellers. Right, with Peter Sellers. Um, I've seen that a lot. He was in Barefoot in the Park. How he came to fame is very interesting. Oh, this is a little bit funny. They're fishing out of the wishing well, and he goes, that's Donny Osmond, isn't it? He goes, yeah. How much did you throw in there? A nickel. I guess their records aren't selling. Now, how he came to fame is interesting. He was a taxi cab driver, and he picked up a guy named Mike Nichols, who was the uh, director on Broadway for Barefoot in the Park by Neil Simon. And he just cast him in it. The taxi cab guy that launched his career. Are you with me? Yeah. He's the ex-husband of Beatrice Arthur's character on The Golden Girls. Uh, yes, I've heard of The Golden Girls. Okay, well, he was the ex-husband, and he's widely known for that. He was also on Saint Elsewhere for the whole uh, season, seasons, and he was uh, born in Brooklyn, so he, you know, he's got to be okay. He gets a Hawaiian vacation. Yeah, he gets a Hawaiian vacation, and he gets to be on our show in On the Right Track with. Okay, so now they're going to return the necklace and put an explanation letter about why he's really sorry. So they'll drop the case, because, well, I got my necklace back. This is a dumb movie. Yeah, I don't really see. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Mr. Magoo, 97. Uh-huh. 
It's Leslie Nielsen, and there's uh, they uh, jewel thieves steal a jewel that winds up Mr. Magoo have, and they have to follow him around. Oh, that sounds really okay. I was not a fan of Mr. Magoo. Like you would turn it on, and you would see a couple things in which he almost got killed, but his you know silliness saved him. Even though he, you know he's always oblivious to it because he's blind, and um, then you tune out. You'd see it. Two or three of those gags, and like you'd stop watching the rest of the thirty minutes. Well, it was always like Jim Backus. The voice of Jim Backus was so great that yeah, you just listen to him. Go, oh, my boy, right? And, uh, but I, I found out that that strip originally was a cartoon about Red Scare and communism and how people can't see what's in front of them when it comes to this. Really? <clears throat> yeah. So he was more of a political. But, you know, by the time the movie got made, at least, or by the time of decades of those cartoons, he was just this, you know, blind guy who walked into different places. Okay, what's happening here is uh, the plot was the three of them would go out. See what the spy did? The truth is she's Navy, and we don't know it. All right, mister, what... They know it's the private detective. So now he's going to say, look, I used to be a criminal and I was really sorry. And Donnie's like, you see, he's trying to fess up the truth. So Donnie gags him. And Donnie says, hey, he has a note in his pocket of explanation. You know, I don't know. It's not good. Check this out, Mike. Donnie and Marie chose to film Going Coconuts instead of accepting roles in the film Grease which was being filmed at the same time. Marie was to play Sandy. Oh. <laughs> they, they made the right choice. And Donnie was gonna play that teen angel, you know, that beauty school dropout guy. Oh, the Nakam Day? Menachem Day, what'd you say? The Nakam Day? No, they wouldn't be dating. It wouldn't be Sandy and Danny. It would be Sandy and the Teen Angel. And you know that film would be with, imagine Marie against John Travolta, right? That really would, I mean, she her life would be different today had that happened. She would have, I mean, that was gonna be a major hit and she would be cast in major Hollywood films from that point on, I'm sure. One man's opinion. I think they were in some, uh, I think they had some interesting roles together. What, 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 like what? Well, they kind of, uh, they would always like make fun of their own image, right? Like, I don't know. No, they really didn't. Like their squeaky clean image. They do that a little bit in this film. Because he, uh, Kenneth Mars is going to go, I don't know that I believe them. Oh, I'm such a nice brother. I'm such a nice sister. Nobody's that nicey nice. <laughs> so they do poke fun at themselves. Not themselves, but right. the film does. They're not in the room during that uh, banter. You know who Kenneth Mars reminds me of a little? Yeah. Uh, John Viner. Should I know that name? I don't. Yeah, he was in one of our movies. John I think he was Bunch. in a Munchie movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He was like the boss. He was in My Five Wives. Oh, yeah. 
I went to uh, rent that film from Netflix because you told me about it, and they don't even have it. It's in my saved items. Huh. You know, it might still be on Amazon. I, I, for some reason, I got pulled from Amazon Prime, but it popped up again. Okay, well, then let me just write to check it out on Amazon Prime. Uh, this director directed Doris Day in her final film. Uh, is that interesting? No, I'll stop. I think I told you everything about um, Lurch, and including he played Bigfoot. I think that's key. So I guess we just have to enjoy the movie. Yeah. Sounds like you are, puff, puff, puff. <laughs> right. So was there, there was musical numbers where they would sing their song numbers. Yeah. But it was always under the guise of they're doing a TV appearance. They're on stage in this film, you know. Okay, so now the police chief is talking to Marie saying, nope, we didn't get any good prints. It was only your prints and Donnie's prints. So we don't know who stole the necklace and returned the necklace and stole the necklace and returned the necklace. It kind of doesn't make sense because they caught the private eye. I don't know. I don't know. You, are you a fan of the TV show Hawaiian Five-0? Like the, the current no. version? When I was young and it was on the television, I would see it like once or twice I saw it, you know? Right. But what about now, like the last 10 years? Uh, no, I, I don't watch it. And there was a reboot of it I never watched. Book em, Dano. I know the catchphrase. But you know the theme song, of course. Yeah, the theme song, of course, we all know. And I guess the style, the show had a lot of style to it. Yeah, it was like the Miami Vice of its day in terms of fashion. Had those really fat, wide ties. But once again, I only saw like, I don't know, back in- Evil and evil. Okay, so what he's, she's doing now is she's going to the museum and she's going to speak to the director of the museum because he's an artifact expert. Little does she know that our bad guy, look what he does. He's cleaning out his ear with the gun. He loves his Luger. He'll lose his Luger. Like there'll be a gunfight and he'll go, oh, this is the best part. All the shooting and me without my Luger. So he's, he's just nailing it. Kid. Yeah, let me put it on for a second. So here, the secretary's like, somebody's here to see you. There he goes, all right, fine, fine, I'll see her. Now, it's Maria Osmond who's come to have this, you know, it's his good luck. So the necklace has just now fallen into his lap, see? It's so weird that he has a, a, a fake arm. Uh, it's, he has a hydraulic hand, which is a reference to another movie. Right. I think I, it's got to be right. It's got to be a reference to the other film because. Oh, if you if you have an actor who had a, like a hydraulic hand and then have Pro, you know, prosthetic, 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 hydraulic, right? Then no, hydraulic is like a method to lift something with compressed air. That's hydraulics, like. Uh, oh, all right. Uh, like looks like a shock absorber in it. So he, he could just use his, he doesn't have to do all that. He could just use his hand as a 
So now he like lies to everybody. He doesn't tell him that Maria's here. Look, he puts the pillow and the guy's like, I don't want this pillow. Yeah, look. Oh, fellas, it was great. Maltese Falcons, Maltese Falcons. Look at the time. I missed it. I missed it. I was watching. What? Oh, he's sorry. Right. I will lock the door so no one will disturb you. And he's trapped them inside. Good luck. What were you saying, though? Please. Oh, he's all again like, yeah, Maltese Falcon, Maltese Falcon. Who cares, <laughs> right? right? I'm going to go. I'll lock the door. Ah, here we have the necklace. This is very interesting. Oh, look, Marie's not letting go. 